0: It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal
1: Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky e. G.
0: That's right, folks. If you've just gotten on the air and are listening to this wonderful, wonderful network, it's Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Fraser and me, Chucky e. G. Good evening, Miss Karen. Good evening. Can you tell I've had lots of coffee, like about four or five Have cups? Have you had? Oh, uh, uh, oh, uh,
2: oh, is that? Oh, much
0: oh up? Uh, 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 that's what's going to go on tonight, folks. Get ready. Get like a because it's a very, already.
2: it's a very special day.
0: It's a very special day because it's very
2: special day. It's my soulmate's birthday. Cheryl apparently found out that I am her soulmate on Facebook. Ooh,
0: ooh, ooh. Oh yeah, I tried that. Right? It keeps seven different soulmates, but go ahead. Yeah, Anyways.
2: I well, I'm also Patty's soulmate, I guess. So they're gonna have to <laughs> fight over me.
0: Cool. So yeah. do we have do we have something for Miss Cheryl's birthday? Do if, we have she something? Didn't,
2: if she didn't listen to it already.
0: Yeah, you didn't listen to it. Okay, um, dogs, quiet, and roll them. The silence begins wow
3: it doesn't want to work
0: oh it won't. my god
3: yeah it won't drag over is it an mp3
0: yeah it's an mp3 Hmm. Folks, we're waiting for the producer to... Uh,
2: Hang on. Let me see. I'll drop it in here. That's okay. And that That's
0: right. I'm, I'm going to talk and dun,
2: in here. Drag dun, and drop. Dun, dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. Oh, I just
3: drag it? Oh, okay. It dun, dis- dun, 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 dun. I reloaded it, and now it's working. You guys ready? Oh, okay, oh, Okay, go well, there right. we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Happy
0: birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Cheryl Knight! Happy birthday
2: to you. And many more. Cheryl. Yay! Woo, happy birthday,
0: Cheryl! Woo. Uh, sorry, I, I had to use the gas because I didn't have the... <laughs> <laughs> Celebration. Yeah, all right. Cheryl.
2: All right, happy birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just for you, yeah, Cheryl! Yeah, yeah.
0: Yay. I, I, I let, I
4: let Chuck awesome. do the
2: heavy. I let Chuck yeah. do the heavy lifting
3: with the singing. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. There
0: you go, folks. Okay, and Chad has to write down "Happy Birthday, show Happy right birthday Cheryl!" Right
3: now. Happy Birthday,
0: Cheryl! Happy
3: Birthday,
2: Cheryl Knight. Happy Birthday to you. Uh,
0: uh, 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 uh. So, hey. By the way, before we to get into the... To make your
2: turn out good, I give this present to you. I don't have a present for you. <laughs> oh, now you're singing! You're oh, singing. sure, now you <laughs> want to
0: sing. I see how it goes.
2: <laughs> I got
0: it up now, folks. Uh, I want to do some shameless promotion really quick, because I know my car went back to the shop today, but still. Uh this this there's a place in town here called Keith's Car Care. Seventy eight Stonehill Road, Oswego. So phone number is six three oh five five four eight nine eleven. So if you live in Oswego, Naperville, Aurora in this area, you need to go to these guys. Um they were the first ones actually to figure out why my car kept dying uh within like like half a day, they had already had figured it out. There was like a couple underlying problems, though. So we we brought it back to them today. But man, they jumped right on it. They pulled my car in. There's no charge for the diagnostics. They're gonna look into it, give me a really good price, and they gave me a Chevy Impala, beautiful one. to drive around until it's fixed? How do you like that?
2: Nice,
0: man? nice. I know <laughs> the place it's is nice. awesome. Man. It's nice. It's, it's nice. Awesome.
2: It's-
0: Should we start our British accents because we do have a Brit on the scene?
2: Um, evening. no, my British <laughs> accent. Is- my British accent is very terrible. I can do the Monty Python women.
0: Okay. Hey, you. there Yeah. There you hey, go. And you know. Oh Lord! You'll scare the guy. Yeah, um, well, that's why I'm not
3: going to do
2: it because I like British <laughs> accents and just like singing. I don't want to. Um, um, I. I just don't want to insult him.
0: That's okay. Yeah, his name is Andy Evans. He's the author of the book "Don't Look Back in Anger," the Black Monk of Pontifrac. Um That's right.
2: You heard all about it last hour on Rick's show.
0: I know. Well, you know, but you know, what's funny is he says it was one of his favorites. It really is one of my favorites. Um, and I uh, do not have a
2: favorite because it had. It from. was
0: like one of the. It was one of the Europe's most violent poltergeist hauntings in the early seventies.
2: Oh, and, and so you're dudes, and you like the violent stuff. You're so well, that thing's cool.
0: It was a thirty east. Uh, was a thirty east drive. Checkerfield, Pontefract, West Yorkshire, and Shire, sorry. And they did, um, they did a movie too called When the Lights Went Out based on this, which is really cool. Um, and since we're talking about that, and it was on Mr. Hale's show, which is a wonderful show, by the way. Um, they, he did bring up a good, uh, point because this was what I was going to bring up was the fact that, um, it did start out as a poltergeist case, but I do believe that it did bring in, uh, like uh, the spirits of, of Other ghosts and stuff because it kind of turned from uh, poltergeists into incidents, excuse me, to like more like a haunting style. So hmm. um, so yes, yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to talk to this gentleman. I'm looking forward. He's also written a lot of other books. But this is the this is the one we're going to center on tonight because I want to talk to him about this because I've seen the movie a thousand times already.
2: And so. because you've had so much coffee. <laughs>
0: I've had a lot of coffee, okay, so anyways, we're gonna move right on to that time of the evening. Shell, would you roll the news, please?
1: When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd.
0: Okay, that's right, folks. It's the Paranews for this evening. It's um uh, this is all from Phantoms and Monsters Pulse of the Paranormal. Uh this is uh title is NASA debunks September's Doomsday Claims. I know, I'm sorry we're not gonna die again. Just like every year we're gonna die from something. It's not gonna be a, a meteorite, I'm sorry. Uh this came from Aww. UK.news.yahoo.com by Andy Wells. Yeah, they say you know, conspiracy theorists have claimed that a huge comet will wipe out mankind at the end of September. Well, this year it's prediction of the between Earth and a large comet that has been causing the most concern, a rumor that initially appeared on the internet a few weeks ago. Conspiracy theorists have even suggested that the world governments are already well aware of the threat and that they are deliberately keeping quiet about it to avoid causing a panic. I think that's funny, anyways. Let's not tell anybody. This is going the to all get squashed. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Um Astronomers, however, have been quick to point out that no such comet actually exists. I know.
2: Of course not.
0: I'm sorry. NASA it's knows. It's a
2: weather a- balloon. Uh, it- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a weather blow I don't think you can float in space. There's no oxygen. I don't even know how that would work. But anyways, NASA knows of no asteroids or comets currently on a collision course with Earth, so the probability of a major collision is quite small. In fact, as best as we can tell, no large object is likely to strike the Earth anytime in the next several hundred years. So you're just going to have to wait for it, folks. Get your party's plans all changed. Now, it isn't clear how this rumor got off the ground or who started it, but suffice to say, there is no merit to it whatsoever. There is no indication that any apocalyptic collision Collisions will occur anytime soon. I blame it on Twitter. I think it's just that's where it got. It just came on Twitter. It was comments you're gonna die, and then just spread to Facebook and all the social media. And there you go. What do you think, Karen? Do you think?
2: Um, I think I wish my dog would shut up.
0: Well, that's okay. I like your dog. He a little ambiance in the back. Anyways.
2: Oh my god,
0: it's no. an ambiance. You um, can read so- this. Well, you can read more of this really quick. This the the world is going to end in September. Apparently, is the, is the title.
3: Oh, in but- September.
0: Yeah. That's great.
2: That's before I have to start paying tuition again.
0: That's my birthday. I want to live past my birthday. Well, well I'm getting old, so you know. I what would I mean?
2: like to live past your birthday, but not till I have to pay tuition. <laughs>
0: Okay, I see. Now, how's here's here's one for you. Check this out. Mm-hmm. This one kind of cracked me up. Drug, deal- about it?
2: Here's how it goes. And
0: drug dealer used snapping turtle protect drugs. This is off Facebook, actually. Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation oh. Game Wardens, okay? So, people who don't want their drugs stolen may have a new line of defense, a guarding snapping turtle. That is correct, folks. According to the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation Game oh. Wardens, Oklahoma Highway Patrol troopers and Tulsa police officers were attacked by a snapping turtle, found in the trunk of a car involved in a hit-and-run accident. After officers found drugs in the car, they opened the trunk and immediately slammed it closed in fear after the turtle jumped aggressively at them. Can turtles even jump, by the way? I mean, uh, apparently they,
2: this one can. Uh,
0: could sh- it be really slow, like a slow motion, like and you could just move out of the way? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't see them, like, jumping really fast and grabbing your throat or anything, but I don't know. I don't know this a lot about turtles. to so. say
2: something, Chuck. Yes. Sure. Stop yeah. that! You're making me sick to my stomach. Oh, she's doing <laughs> yeah. going back and forth, yeah. and I was like,
1: "Whoa!" I okay, some
0: adrenaline here. All right, um, <laughs> please. Police believe the turtle was in the trunk to deter friends of the suspects for stealing his stash of drugs. Authorities initially were searching the car after the vehicle matched the description of one involved in a hit-and-run accident on the turnpike. They suspectedly drove 10 to 15 more miles with a wrecked car, officials said. The driver reportedly was driving from Fort Smith, Arkansas, to Dallas, but ended up in Tulsa. Officers believe the suspect wound up in Tulsa because he was too intoxicated to to know where he was. The suspect was arrested and booked in a rider company. Yes, I know. So not only was he carrying drugs, illegal drugs with a snapping turtle guarding them that would just but jump out he and kill you. He was drunk too and forget, didn't even know where the hell he was. Yeah. That's why criminals. That's are a criminals. winner. Wow. Okay. And that the last a, one. You I know
2: what that is? I just have to was, say. Yes, that is a guy
0: who is making good life choices. Mm hmm. Following that path right down the road. That's Only right. he doesn't know what road he's on. There you go, folks. All right. Anyways, uh, the last one is, and it, there's no like, I like when I get a story and there's like no apparent name connected to it. So it's like, it's just something that some maybe wrote and made up. I don't know. Girl struck by lightning while opening the fridge. That is correct. Uh, high school students. Macy Martinez was struck by a bolt of lightning while standing inside her kitchen. Though I, know, I I can see this stuff happening. I mean, I know it happens. The teenager and her parents who lived in Lake Travis in the United States of Texas United State of Texas had just emerged from their pantry after sheltering their following a local tornado warning. According to reports, Macy had opened the fridge door to fetch some food when she was, I like the way I say fetch some food, when she was suddenly struck by a powerful bolt of lightning that left her screaming in agony. Well, yeah, if I got hit by lightning, I'd probably be screaming too. Or just be knocked out one of the two. I remember, when I, yeah, I, think, you know, I remember when I was holding on, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my whole life, she said. Then afterwards, I couldn't feel my legs, and I just couldn't walk, and I was shaking. After pulling her clear of the fridge, her parents rushed her to, of course, the hospital. Doctors revealed she had sustained a wound on her back where the electricity had left her body as well as burns on her arms. It was remarkable that she wasn't killed. According to the neighbors, the lightning had come up from the underneath the house, this is where underneath the house, and went up through the roof. All the major kitchen appliances were fried, and there were scorch marks everywhere. She says, I feel very lucky, lucky to be sitting doing this interview. Uh, normally, I, I'd go outside in the rain, but now it's like, I don't think so. There's a storm. I need to stay inside. Her parents have since installed lightning rods and a surge protector in the house in an effort to prevent anything similar from ever happening again.
2: That's a really shocking story.
0: Oh, dude.
2: Whoa.
0: I know. with Girl. It was just
2: too easy, a rim yeah. shot. That's right. We need a rim shot sound effect. Um, that? Yes, go ahead. Uh, so, you know, my mom used to tell me during lightning storm, storms she would not let us sit on the toilet.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, what?
2: Yes, she would not let us sit on the toilet because she said it was very likely to come up through the pipes and kill us. And we made fun of her for years. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident or something. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom had all kinds of things like that. Don't don't go try on new shoes with holes in your socks, you know. Mm. Just mom mom crap. And now that I do because I'm a mom. <laughs> but so one of them was she would not let us use the toilets. And so we just laughed at that and then she one year came across this really obscure news story of somebody being killed sitting on the toilet because of a lightning strike. And yeah.
0: Really. Just I mean, yes, just dropping the kids at the pool and all of a sudden <laughs> that's it, huh?
2: lights wow.
0: out that's just awkward that's really sad and awkward you know i mean well, i mean well i guess it's a, a, a pretty nice place to go well on.
2: so here's it's the enjoying,
0: thing uh, yes, i'm about
2: ahead. to take a really sordid turn here so. mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead. Oh, something.
2: oh yeah! Listen to, it. look at
3: Cheryl. Wow, what was I that? Know, she's in a much better mood this did, evening. Did, that did was breaking break? glass. I heard. I was, what's yeah. what's going on? I thought, What was that? Better than I, I was breaking glass. It was. It was better wow, than nothing. Like we I, I you not know, have
0: sound effects. She,
3: she was
2: afraid of where I was going to go next. I think, and so she <laughs> thought mm-hmm. she'd she just, interrupt my train of thought.
0: She just covered you right up, man. She's gonna take taking the dump. Huh. That's what it sounds like when I go.
2: Cheryl, I don't want to become like Boson
3: <laughs> and in the Morning Zoo on K97.9. Okay, one more, one more. I
4: don't
2: know. That was what? really sad. What was that? Boing. What was it? Boing? boing? No, it- I want a boing that uh, boing. I don't, oh, I don't yeah, have that. Don't
0: I'll have to work, so.
3: work on that. And a ricochet. People not- b- q- right
0: now in the chat room are going, uh, I'm sorry, is this a paranormal show? I'm really confused right now.
3: I tuned into that's
2: right. I tuned into Bozo Bob in the morning news or in the morning show. We're wacky and wild. Sorry. Or the Zoo one hundred and seven point five.
0: Well, we are wacky and wild, but this is our time in the beginning of the show when we get to have fun and then we get serious. We get down to business and we're we're informational and we're educational and we're entertaining. The three E's. No, I'm sorry. It's an I and two E's. (laughs) Sorry about that. My uh, alpha buzzed a little bit off on that. Oh well. I tried. But anyways. um,
2: And apparently nipping it a little of the caffeine or something too. Maybe too much birthday cake. I guess
0: caffeine for Cheryl over there. It's very perky.
3: Is it birthday cake, Cheryl? Was it birthday? uh The scary the scary thing is that I haven't even had the cake yet. That's the scary part You haven't even
0: had the cake? How would you say (laughs) had like that? (laughs) I don't know. What's that all about? Did you hear her?
3: What would you is have like for you, dinner, Cheryl? It's like I had how many, glasses, how many glasses of wine? I had no, no alcohol today. I've had none.
4: Oh, what you have I, for dinner? I'm sorry, I, don't really I had
3: like three forkfuls of leftover fettuccine and then it didn't taste good so then I threw it away.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's quite the birthday dinner. That's quite the spread that Chad put on for your <laughs> oh, birthday.
3: Chad, oh Chad. Chad is not even here. Chat's he? not here tonight. He's, you guys, he's, crazy. He's, you live crazy. Over he's there. role playing. It's Easy. your birthday. <laughs> you know, the funny part about <laughs> I told, he's like, Oh no, I'll stay home. We'll do something. I'm like, Well, I got to do the radio show. So just go do your role playing. And then when he gets home here in about 20 minutes, then we're going to have cake. Oh, so does that mean I have to sit and watch you eat cake? Yes. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. I don't know if I can do that, Cheryl. Okay. Just you know, turn off the she, webcam. Wait, she,
0: <laughs> She wants to blind you out, blind spot you while she's eating her cake. No, you know what? It's Cheryl's birthday. Just let her eat. You cake. can eat cake, eat cake in front
2: cake. of me if you like. Okay, it's okay. I haven't had I haven't had cake in a long, long time. <laughs> oh. So
0: are are we are we excited to talk to this gentleman this evening? This Andy Evans. I mean, about poltergeists. I mean, is this but a subject of course? Well, you know, you know, you can be honest and stuff. There right? are
2: many subject, most subjects that we have on this show interest me.
4: Okay. Every once
2: in a while, we have a stinker, but I act interested so nobody knows.
0: (laughs) A stinker? Is that what you call him? I'm sorry, that
1: guy.
0: It just was a stinker. I'm really sorry about that. And tonight, you'll be enjoying the lovely sound of dogs barking through the whole show. Just you know.
2: You know why? It's because Tanner is home and Mickey is terrified of Tanner for no particular reason. So every time Tanner moves, Mickey loses his shit.
0: Tanner, if you can hear me, stop moving just, hold
2: still. just hold still
0: be still boy till uh you know that's the show's over another hour hour and a half somewhere on there
2: hey i have been uh, he just came home yesterday afternoon and i am in mommy heaven i have been feeding him and helping him decorate his apartment and i gotta get it all oh. in man this is his okay. last summer at home so i gotta Let's, get it all in
0: well that's good what so moms are moms are there to help their their kids i mean that's what's all about oh I right? wasn't
2: I'm in. Are you kidding me? No, no that's what
0: no, I said. No, that's what I say. You're in heaven right now. It's awesome.
2: It's I great. am. I mean, it's you know basically what I want to do. Okay, so basically when he gets out of the car, all I want to do because I was supposed to go. Did I already talk about this on the air? Or did I talk about it before the show that I was supposed to go pick him up yesterday? Cheryl, are you doing more sound effects?
0: That's okay. She's doing sound effects. Just keep talking. Just,
2: just ignore sound effects, folks. It's yeah, Cheryl. Okay. She's. Go we ahead. don't know what she got into. We think she's it's
0: excited. She's lost. She's excited it.
2: about Kate. Um, okay. but anyway, so, uh, Jim, I, so I was supposed to go pick him up. And mm-hmm. at the time I was supposed to leave the house to be there in time to get him checked out of the dorm so that we didn't get an $80 fine.
4: Okay. I was
2: laying on my bathroom floor throwing up. So Jim had to go get him. So I had to wait like seven more hours to see him. And so he got home. And I mean, inside, I'm like, oh my God, my baby's home. Ah! You don't want to go running out the house screaming. <laughs> Instead, I'm sitting there on the porch, and he gets out and says, oh, hi, honey. Welcome home. <laughs> well,
0: I'm in trouble. Pleased nice to
1: tonight. see you.
0: <laughs> Tonight's Chuck and the two crazy ladies. Yahoo! We have one over here it's just all hyped up about her son. The other one here is doing sound effects from, I don't know where she's getting them from, but it's just.
2: She's uh, excited about birthday cake.
0: Oh
4: I mean,
2: the cake is worth getting excited about. Cake is delicious. If it didn't make <laughs> me really, really sick. <laughs> I would yeah. eat it all the time.
0: Well, there you go. Well, you could eat it, and you could just go. No, so, f-
2: you know, I could eat the gluten-free cake, but let me tell you about gluten-free free baked goods. Sure, they are me. crap. They are tasteless. They're terrible. I hate well,
0: them. That's the whole idea of gluten, right? That's what gives it the thick. Fi- crickets, really? Oh, dang, crickets! Cheryl, crickets. On. I got, hang on, hang on. I got one in my room. Hang on. Ah, stupid bugs. Get out. Choke. There we go. Go I ahead. don't
2: know, but apparently my dogs heard it through, through the headphones and thought it was a whistle because they're all standing here looking at me now. like what?
0: <laughs> Ears all propped up going, what's going on? Did hey. you want
2: something? Did you want something, Mother?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, folks. Well, you know, trust me, after break, we will get back into the paranormal.
2: Yes. So, yeah. Cheryl, I what? did eat a delicious birthday dinner on your behalf this evening. Oh, Ooh. my God. What was it? I made um, little lamb rib chops. I marinated them in, in garlic and vinegar and, and mustard and rosemary. So I cooked those, and then we had asparagus with garlic scapes.
3: I'm jealous. Well, yeah. She had this big
0: fancy, she had what, four, 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> four <laughs> four forkfuls of fettuccine?
2: Now you had a gross that. fettuccine, and then she threw it away.
3: Yeah, it was leftovers. And I had, I had, and I had yeah.
0: pizza, frozen pizza. Sorry, that's all I could cook up. Man, like Karen's give me the face. I'm sorry, man. No. I had to, have to
2: My child lives on frozen pizza.
0: Yeah, you see I don't really care for frozen pizza, but I was uh, you know, I was in a hurry cuz had like chicken and beans and everything good for lunch, but I'm like I'm in a hurry so I'm just going to, you know, cuz I was running around all day trying to fix my stupid car. You,
2: you know what you need to do? You need what? to eat some of those lean cuisines and then you can just nuke them up in the microwave.
0: Yeah, but isn't that bad for you though? There, okay, oh, they're like,
2: terrible for you. Well then, why are you making so it you eat pizza?
0: Well, it's better than Lee cuisine full of sodium.
2: What do you think what frozen pizza has? Uh,
0: it has it has lots of good stuff. Where it has cheese, it's a good dairy product. It has yeah, sausage, I can't eat it's good food. sausage. Is, yeah. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And it has um and it has bread, breading. Again, celiac
2: stuff. disease here, so you know I can't eat any of that stuff.
0: I'm sorry, and then I have lots I, of coffee,
2: but but I make delicious food, so it doesn't matter.
1: You're no, fired. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah.
2: You're fired, Sheriff. Hey, hey!
3: Hey Donald Trump. Leave you, man. You're fired. You know uh, you you know who you have to thank for all these marvelous Ted. and forthcoming sound effects? Nope. David Rick. Burke. David Burke, is he putting him in the chat room? <laughs> no, he's Skyping me then. David Burke. Oh my! I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: inside man. How
3: dare you, sir?
0: This is our show. What are you doing? How
2: dare you, sir?
0: <laughs> See, there you go. You sound kind of British. There, we'll I have to ask Andy if that sounded British.
2: It didn't.
0: I know it sounded kind you of. You
2: know, here's the thing. I'm a great writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a talented musician, as far as like piano and flute and, and um, I was gonna say banjo, but that's not it. <laughs> uh, the mandolin. <laughs> Banjo <laughs> and the drums. I don't know, <laughs> but, but I I am not so good mm-hmm. at anything involving my voice. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Come on, I do
2: I do not sing. I do not do accents. Hello,
4: it's it's Hello.
2: Hello. Oh amazing. my Lord.
0: <laughs> Wow, that's creepy. Do you get?
4: Hello.
3: hello. Cheerio. Cheerio. Okay. Yeah. He's, not, he's not gonna come on the
0: show now because he thinks we're insulting him probably. Oh, yeah.
3: Way to go, I, gang. I was
2: trying to Way say to I only do the Monty Python um right. men being women voices, which I know just, that British women don't actually sound like that. I dig a good British accent. Um you know, because I I have the total American um like newscaster accent. Okay. I I sound like everybody else. We're just silly sure.
0: Americans trying to do bad for sure sure, hey
2: I just got kicked out of the chat room
0: did you? oh you got pulled
2: trying to tell you something
0: (laughs) oh I love this is going to be your show folks I'm telling you and there's going to be
2: dogs barking all the way through Sound
0: effects. this
2: is going to be absolutely fascinating David says he ended enabling yes we could call it that Yes, um, Yes, I think we should go to break to, to because we're going to have to slap Cheryl silly to get her to come around because she, uh, you know, usually Cheryl is, like, worried about what we're going to do and say and tonight. Mm-hmm. She's the wild card.
0: I know. She's in control of the buttons. That's what the problem is. We can't stop That's her. That's right.
2: I know. Well, hopefully she will realize that we need to be kind <laughs> and polite to our guests.
0: Yes, we will. Well, we'll, we'll pull well, together. Well, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, was the that pizza. Like, was,
3: what was that one? Was that one like- first? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, it was, it was a, no,
0: it wasn't even a sound effect. It was me. I'm sorry. It was it's the pizza. Ca- I'm telling it's you. It's the sausage.
3: It's called pooper. See? <laughs> it sounds See? like, it sounds like Bart-
0: pooper. Bart yeah. do, do it again, Cheryl. Do it one more time. Can you do it? Here we go. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so, so sorry. It's okay. I have, I, this, I have, I have to
2: this. tell you, I have never been more proud to be on this show than I am right now.
0: There you go, folks. We know how to roll here. I, I am. I saying.
2: am. My my chest is puffed out with pride. Oh, uh, no, that's no, just that's my not boobs. puffed up. Those <laughs> are just <boobs>. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are just my boobs. Just All just right, your... so let's let's go to break before this gets even more out of hand. <laughs> Okay. Shut you, up, Mickey. You, you
0: can tranquilize the dogs while we're on break.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go over there. And, I don't know. I, I, I can't engage in acts of animal cruelty, but oh, I wonder sl- if I could give them a Benadryl or something.
0: Yeah, put a little Benadryl on their little thing. Go, here's some water dogs. And then they go, and that's it. That's done. There you
2: go. Uh, well, anyway, um, so let's go to break.
0: Okay. we're gonna go. Because
2: to break. I, I'm not sure what happened, but the wheels have come off. Well, look, there's Chad. He's carrying a pizza or something.
3: Thanks hey, for coming home it's on Cheryl's a, birthday, I wish it was Chad. pizza. It's
2: role-playing books. He's coming home on Cheryl's birthday. Way to, way to celebrate, Chad. <laughs> he
0: just waved you off anyway. So. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Bring us to break.
2: All right, we'll go to break. So right. stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back, and I promise that we'll have things under control. I can't promise that. We'll try to have things under control. Okay. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Fraser from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, investigating the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfrasier.com.
0: Everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Fraser.
2: We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from seven to nine PM Pacific, ten to midnight Eastern, for Paranormal Underground Radio, In the Dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G.
0: We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests.
2: So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on HazyRadio.com. Are you
0: looking for a show that fits the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join us, right? former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio for his new show Common Sense Paranormal where Paranormal Street Talk is what it's all about every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern right here on the Hazy Radio Network.
3: Where do you want to
1: go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for fast. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
2: Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
4: grandpa and karen frazier on paranormal underground radio on the hazy radio
2: network the views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of hazy radio network its affiliates or sponsors all shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only
0: Good evening, we are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Chucky e. G. We have now calmed down quite a lot, though I had fun at the beginning of the show. I know it's kind of mayhem and kind of crazy, but, you know, we have to have a little entertainment and a little humor, folks, so I like it. But now it's time to move on to the paranormal business of the evening with our guest, Mr. Andy Evans. Hi, Andy, how you doing?
5: Uh, good evening, Chuck. I'm doing good.
0: Good. Um, I'm really interested in this whole... Um, this whole subject we're going to talk about this evening. Um, But I'd I'd like to, can you give us just a little background on yourself first before we move into the subject?
5: Yeah, I'm uh, obviously from uh, England, West Yorkshire. Um, I grew up in a traditional coal mining community, um, which I worked underground for 16 years. Um, Unfortunately, uh, all the coal mines now have closed, and I now work behind a desk uh, in the criminal justice system.
0: And You were in the criminal justice system.
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm a probation officer.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So that's interesting how you go from coal mining to the <laughs> to the uh, probation officer. But um, so then, how did you get? How did you get on the subject of the Black Monk of uh, Pontyfreck? Uh, I,
5: mean, you... I mean, the the, the story is a local story. I live probably two miles from from uh, the, the house. I, I, I really grew up with the story. Um, obviously it died down, it was, it was from early 1970s, but mm-hmm. um, it was resurrected three years ago, with the movie, When the Lights Went Out, it created a lot of local interest, mm-hmm. um, I have written four books, nothing on paranormal, mm-hmm. and it was purely by chance, a friend suggested I should write one, about local uh, hauntings, and obviously with the movie just coming out, uh 30 east drive was my first point of contact um so i visited the house uh expecting nothing really just, mm-hmm. just would have a look of interest um and that's when it all started two years ago
0: yeah well i know that it, the the background of it was uh gene and joe pitch pritchard their son, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, and uh, their son uh, Philip, he was age fifteen, I think, and daughter Diane was age twelve. Yeah, um, that, right, they, yeah. They, and they had lived there. Now I know this was even before like the Amityville or the Infield Poltergeist cases. I mean, this was one of the bigger cases. But why do you think that? Before we get into it too much, why do you think that such a it was such a large, I mean, a large scale case for its time, and it's so well known in that area? But why do you think a lot of people don't know about it?
5: Um, the, the, old, the old area is, is steeped in history um, the old Checkerfield it's not just at 30 East Drive the property that the Pritchards um, lived at to be honest a lot of the locals uh, are embarrassed um, because the Pritchards were, were quite ridiculed at the time mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of the locals like to keep quiet about it uh, yeah. they, don't, they don't advertise the fact uh, that it's, it's, well, it's still happening
0: Right. Yeah. Well, you figure it's the seventies. So it's not like, I mean, nowadays, you know, um, the paranormal, sometimes you get an eye roll here and there, but I mean, it's so much more uh, accepted now because, you know, life has changed quite a lot society wise. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but in that time, it was like pretty hush hush. I mean, about that stuff. If you talked about people thought you were kind of kooky. So I suppose yeah. that that probably does make sense. Um, so I know that, um, when, it, in fact, that was, I think, I think 1966 to the seventies, even a little bit farther back, but I know there would been a lot of, uh, activity claims there, like water pools, uh, lights turning on and off, furniture overturning, pictures being slashed, all this kind of stuff, uh, levitating, heavy breathing sounds, temperature drops, everything pretty much. Um, and then it came into the mysterious black robed figure that started to appear, which yeah. was the black monk that they called. Now, you know, when they talk about, when they talk about poltergeist activity, you know noisy spirit, noisy ghost, whatever it's usually it's usually connected to a human a human person you know as far as like telekinesis and stuff like that um uh but eventually it looked like it turned from uh, they had talked about this earlier, but it looks like it turned from that to where it drew in like spirits and became more of a haunting than a, a poltergeist kind of case. Would you agree to that or would you not agree
5: to that? I really agree. I totally agree. Okay. I and mean, the the story of a black monk. Um, the there the are monks, uh, armed in the property. Okay. Um, the it isn't a monk that's has been what we, we call it the main player. mm mm-hmm. um, Something far more more sinister.
0: Gotcha. Uh, well, there, I know that the wasn't it like the, isn't the house built near some ga- Uh, uh. uh g- there used to be gallows in that area or something to that effect.
5: No. No. The, the story the story is that the the black monk uh, was a cluniastic monk from a local priory okay who raped and killed a young girl mm-hmm. um allegedly he was then hung for the crime near to the house and thrown down a well which is documented to be now under the property okay um so my research has uncovered it's, it it weren't a monk at all he in 1600s, there was actually an old croft where the property now stands, and it was one of the one of the sons that lived in the croft that were killing young girls. Um, they didn't hang him, there were no gallows near the property. They just basically lynched him on a tree, uh, oh, and threw him in in the well to to render the well useless for the family.
0: Okay, um, just didn't
5: just the story did, of the monk, because Pontiacs is an historical town, and mm-hmm. lots of fairies
0: uh, around. Or, yeah, and I, I read that, now if this is true, I read that when it, when it all first started way back, it was, um, I think the son was there with the grandmother in the yeah. house when it all first began, yeah. and then it kind of like uh, took off, because I think the parents were, weren't they out of town or on a trip or yeah, something they like were, that? They were
5: on, on holiday, on vacation.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and that's when it all started. Now... So we have some of the the background to um, you know what's gone on. There are lots of you know claims of activity, and such um, even I think local the local well we call them police here, but um, and stuff have uh, seen things or heard things. You know you got all the neighbors talking about it. So then you got involved in it. So yeah. how did it how did it start up? Can you just take us from where you first like maybe went there the first time and you know kind of the, some of the stuff that happened
5: first time when it was me, me and a, a colleague that decided to write a book of them. what we were looking at were well, just local everyday homes we didn't want your castles or stately homes we just wanted everyday people's experiences and steve who i began writing with had just watched the movie when the lights went out so he was fixated with the house so mm-hmm. one afternoon i just took him to sh- I, I took him up to show it showing him the house okay um, luckily for us we stumbled on the next door neighbor who actually looks after the property and she invited us in to have a look around okay obviously we would got a mobile phone at the time and i just began taking photographs because of the hype of the movie mm-hmm. one particular photograph i take i took was a bible on the work surface in the kitchen after we'd looked the out we'd noticed that the bible had actually moved about about a meter so I took another photograph of the Bible, went back onto previous photographs, and it had actually moved about a meter in space at a 20 minutes visit. Uh, and that was it for us. Um, we stayed um, almost one night every week for maybe 16 months in the property. Mm-hmm. The property is now empty. Nobody, nobody lives in the property.
4: Okay.
2: But it's still active?
5: It's very active. Very active.
2: Which is really interesting, because what that tells you is that, that, well, it may have started out as the psychokinesis poltergeist phenomenon, if there's no person there driving that now, it's something else.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, there's, there's quite a lot After the movie, there was quite a lot of people going in the house. The film producer, Bill Bungie, uh, purchased the house from Gene Pritchard mm-hmm. just after the movie was released, and he allows people uh, to go in to have a look around. And I think basically, whatever it is, it just feeds on the people that are going in the house. Um,
0: now, do, do you have it like when you go, like when you go in? Do you just go in, just like I don't say naked, but you know, like versus bringing in a like a paranormal team with equipment, or have you done that also, or?
5: We've done that also. What I did when I first started going in the house, I was just basically armed with a mobile telephone, uh, a cell phone, and uh, a digital camera. Um, each visit. I needed more proof of it, so in the end I ended up purchasing quite a lot of uh, scientific equipment. Okay. Um,
0: and, have you, and what kind of, I mean, uh, or besides, what kind of st- stuff did you like pick up on? Did you get like EVPs, audio?
5: Yeah. I mean, the okay. first ones we, we started picking up we were just using mobile phones uh, mm-hmm. for rec- for recording, uh, cell phones for recording. Okay. Um, when when I'd come back and listened listened through the material, we were picking voices. The, the voices were joining in with our conversations, even though we were just two of us in the house. with would be four people having a conversation about the same thing. Okay. Um, what we started getting then, we we're getting lots of stuff, lots of bangings and footsteps running up and down staircases and and what have you. Um, photographs when we played them back there'd the dark shadows of, of people uh when there were nobody else in that room we were using motion detectors um so much so we had to stop using them because the wood were, they were just constantly going off and uh, not just going off but would be turning around and everything
0: oh that's cool um did um now i know that going back to the story a bit um after, the activity was going on for a while, and then it, and then when the parents came back from their trip abroad or whatever, uh, it it kind of like just chilled for a couple of years. Is that true?
5: It it, it co- continued for about three months. Okay. Um, then it, it it returned around about 1974, about six years later, and it, it spanned again about three months. Uh, then it then it it died away died away somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been informed uh, by people that know Jean Pritchard that it never entirely went away. She just learned to live with it. Really? Yeah. So yeah. What's interesting, when you, when you visit the house, um, there's internal locks downstairs on the interior. The house, and I've been told that Jean Pritchard locked the living room away. She didn't, mm-hmm. she didn't go in, in the living room at all. She lived, she lived in the kitchen area.
0: Hmm. And when, when, when you guys were there, did you ever, I mean, did you actually see the black monk? Did you actually yeah, physically?
5: Yeah, we actually took one photograph uh, on the staircase and we, set, we sent it off to a, I'll not mention names, but a priest. That it was a film called The Right and Hopkins played a Catholic exorcist priest in the Vatican. And the film was about a young American priest that visited the Vatican. And we actually we actually found the priest and sent him the photograph, and he demanded a full Catholic exorcism. Um, unfortunately, really? Pardon?
0: Really? So, so did they did they go in and do an exorcism there? Or?
5: No, because we, obviously we, the house doesn't belong to us. He said the house dem- should demand the full Catholic exorcism, mm-hmm. and in his eyes, people shouldn't be entering the property.
0: Mm-hmm. so did I mean has anyone tried to like even like you i know you've had they've had psychic mediums go in and such like that i mean do has anyone ever tried to cleanse the house or rid it of, of the entities
5: um, we've had attempts in the early seventies uh, a priest went into the house uh, and he actually left he, he said he wouldn't go back um, since then i don't know if anybody else has tried to cleanse it uh-huh. we, we've we've had mediums with us. Uh, who've made contact, uh, and we've got it recorded on EVP. Um, and it is quite, when confronted, it, it is quite hostile.
2: Hmm. You know, this is a really famous, um, haunting, for lack of a better term, I guess. And, you know, in the United States, uh, Probably one of the most famous hauntings is the Amityville Horror House, yes. and that people just don't leave that place alone. Still, they re—I mean, they actually readdressed that house so that people would leave the homeowners alone. Is it—is this place in, inundated with people trying to drive by and look and see it and experience it?
5: It, it is yes. So, I mean, times we have been in doing this investigation, and people not knock, constantly knocking on door wanting to have a look. Uh, wanting to come in and have a look around but we've probably just got a DVD of the movie, and it's it's gained their interest, and we they just drive by and take photographs. it's, it's very popular at, at the moment. In fact, it's it's increasingly popular now. the Last twelve months.
2: Yeah, I you know that is, is that partially why nobody lives there because <laughs> how, how do you live like that?
5: It's, it's the the film producer actually owns the house now. We okay. purchased it off Gene Pritchard, uh, and I think uh, he organises uh, groups of people to go in and have a look around and do do research. But so, if,
0: uh, go
5: ahead. Just, uh, it's, the thing with the house for me. I don't know if you have if you have bus stops in America, where you get yeah. a bus. Mm-hmm. How I describe the house is I'm sat in a bus bus stop waiting for a particular bus and there's a group of people that over a little bit of time, you get to know a little bit about them. When a bus co- a bus stops, people get off, then the other people get on, then the bus drives away, then you get to know a little bit about the, the other people that are queuing. That's what the house is like. It's constantly shifting Spirits in and out, constantly. Different spirits. So it's a oh,
2: bus th- stop for spirits?
5: That's, that's, that's how I... That's how I, I explain it to people. That's
2: it's, great explanation.
5: Yeah, it's it's, it's a gateway. The spirits are just coming in and going out all the time. There's, every time, every time you go to the house, it's different.
2: But why is it a gateway? Do you have any theories?
5: My theory is that Philip Richard, um was using the Ouija board in in late sixties, and he's, he's opened something, and that's what that's what created it. Because prior to, prior to that, I mean, the house had been built 15 years before the pitch yards moved in and there was nothing. Uh, no no reports of any activity. For some reason, in 1968, that's when the activity started. Hmm. And
4: Philip,
5: that's it. Philip, what, 15-year-old? 15-year-olds uh, dabble and, and mess with things they don't understand
0: so that makes sense. That, that they probably are the ones that opened it to begin with, yeah. and it just kind of just spiraled out of control from there.
5: Yeah, that's right. That's right. How I mean, are they? yeah yeah. I mean, we've got EVPs on on record, like, and um, there's just many voices coming through. I've even I've even taken cards with numbers uh, and pictures, on uh, um, and, and put them through a video recorder so you could see what i've got but i'll hold it up and ask what i'm holding up and it's answering it's intelligent it's telling me it's number six written on the card or
2: okay that's cool uh
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: wow that's great we need to we need to take our top of the hour break um so let's do that uh and then when we come back, I'm sure we have lots more questions for you because it's a really fascinating topic. So stick around, everybody. You are listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground?
0: Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG.
2: Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground.
0: There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today.
2: Hey, Doug, what you doing? I'm celebrating the new time slot for Periscope Uncensored. That's right. We're moving to 9, 8 central starting April 3rd.
1: Yep. And with a party this big, we have to invite all of the Hazy Radio listeners. Uh, what was that? Oh, God, I think I partied a little too hard. Oh, dog! Catch Periscope Uncensored Friday nights at 9, 8 central. Only on the Hazy
2: Radio Network. You are
0: a waste. A message from the Ad Hey,
5: Council. hazy
3: radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes
2: into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Aarons every Sunday night for Amazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
1: babies, you gotta just roll with that flow, yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby, that's right, you gotta know, you gotta get in the flow, the Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. It starts with an itch and a tingle, and then it builds and expands. And suddenly, all at once, my legs won't let me stand. I scratch till my fingers go numb, but my skin never bleeds.
3: Hey, this is june lundgren psychic medium and you're listening to chuck g and karen frazier on paranormal underground radio in the dark on hazy radio network
0: that would be correct according to Miss june this is paranormal underground radio in the dark with karen frazier and your host chuckie g we are talking wait wait
2: wait wait Wow. With Karen Frazier and your host, Chucky e. G.
0: No, I said Karen Frazier and uh, No, I didn't say that. Did I say yeah,
2: that? You totally did. I totally did. Oh. I, totally
0: did. Well, I thought I said with your host, Karen Fraser and
2: No, you me said Chuck Karen Fraser and your host me, Chucky e. G. I just was uh, thinking well, that maybe perhaps now. Well you know, it's I've probably because I've been doing most
0: just... the, Well it's because I've been doing most of the talking, so you know I mean
2: I figure oh, computer
0: shut out yeah you see the face now she just gave me the dirtiest look i'll be hearing about this later i'm just kidding you know i love you we're talking to andy evans author of the book don't look back in anger the black monk of ponty and karen you had a really cool question on break i want you to go ahead and roll with it because you are the co-host yeah i oh i am
2: yes you thank are you. thank welcome. you thank you um, so, Andy, I, I know you heard me ask this question on break, but I'm going to just pretend it's the first time I ever asked it. No, well, I really can't now because I just I just spilled the beans. Um, so when you walk into haunted locations, for me, they have a feel. Um, so when you walk into this place, do you feel anything?
5: Um, when you walk, for me, the experience of the property is when, when I walk into it, it feels like home. Um I know it sounds strange and I've told people this, each t- if, I'd, if I'd go in on a Friday night and, and do an overnight stay all, all the following week and I'm counting down the, the hours and the days to my next visit you, it's, there's something that draws you to the property um, and even when you're not at the property I found myself and not only me but a colleague that, that were doing the, the investigation with me you'd, I'd be dreaming about being at the property it was just strange it was we said it was like an addiction that we needed to get back and and stay. It's just something that draws you constantly to the house.
2: So, do you have dreams about it too, then?
5: Not so much now, but while I was doing the overnight stays, constantly, constantly dreaming about being at the house.
0: That's cool. Mm. So, so I, I, when I was talking to you, on break. Also, I wanted you to kind of go through. Some of the days that you had been there, like a lot of the stuff you had uh, you know like kind of walk us through like um a lot of the things that you had experienced like how would you go in there and you know uh, approach it um can you kind of go through at least a day or so of you know how, some maybe some of the more active days
5: yeah i mean what I'd, what I'd normally do as soon as I as soon as I go in the house I'd walk through and take as many photographs as as, as I could um just for reference. And if anything did happen, um, I could I could go back and look at the the original photographs to see if things did move. Um, but on one occasion, um, which the photographs came in, in useful, I'd actually gone in with my daughter one over, overnight stay. Um, and I'd, I'd taken the usual photographs throughout the house of practically everything I could cover. And she was asking... The entity, the spirit, to do something. Um, then something. She screamed out in the dark, uh, saying something. That hit her, struck her.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, when I turned the light on, there was a big plastic black button on the living room floor. So I've gone through the photographs, and the, the button was not there when we first went in the property. It was actually um, on the kitchen table. Now to now to strike my daughter. The bottom would have had to pass through a glass door uh, which was closed at the time, and there was no damage to the glass when I've looked back from the original haunting of the Pritchards, this was something it, it used to do it used to it used to pull eggs from the fri- the fr- refrigerator while the fridge was while the door closed and smashing on the on the kitchen floor mm-hmm. so it, it passes solid objects through solid matter
0: wow. Now, you were talking about how you, how intelligent the uh, entities were and what you had done to get them to see what you were, you know, and have them. Uh, can you talk a little bit, you know what I'm talking about? Can you talk a little bit about that?
5: Yeah, well, one, on one occasion, because it, it was obviously answering specific questions uh, through EVPs. Uh, it it was answering questions about the house and about the property and what stood on the property. So I then got to think, well, this is an intelligent uh, spirit. It's, it's, it's answering questions, direct, direct answers to direct questions. Mm-hmm. So what I did then, I started printing out cards with specific numbers, pictures, names. Then I'd have a video camera playing, and I'd, I'd, I'd recorded everything. And I'd, I'd put the name on the card th- through the uh, through the camcorder so people can see what I've got but I'll hold the card up and ask it what I've got, and 99% of the time it's answering accurately. Just numbers, names, pictures, you name it, it'd answer. But it, it's not just one voice coming through. You'd you pick, like, the number six up, and mm-hmm. you'd get twenty voices in the space of 30 seconds, a minute answering what the number is. Wow. Yeah.
0: Did you Now, have you found, like, you know, you, we we're, were talking about, uh, or touched on the subject of it being a gateway or a portal to the other side. Yes. So, have you found, like, since at least since you've started, um, uh, I would assume that there has to be, like, like we were saying, many different voices and many different entities. Have you found any of them to be the same ones from when you first started to now?
5: Yeah, there's, 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 there's spirits in there that remain in the house. There's a certain few, with some children. Um, and there's definitely one, one spirit who's always who referred to as Brother Michael. Um, but each time you go in, there's it's it's just a wave of different spirits coming through. But what's interesting, I don't know if you... I always refer to it as we do a lot of angling, fishing in England. And we've got one particular predator in the water, a, a pike. I don't know if you have them in America.
0: Mm-hmm, yes, yes. Yeah.
5: What i 'm describe it is just imagine that you're fishing and you get, you're catching lots of small fish. Um, then all of a sudden you, you get nothing. And that's because a pike has come into into the area and nothing else will come through. And that's what East Drive is. There's something in East Drive that we call it the main player. When that comes through, you don't get anything. The house just goes flat.
0: Really? So yeah. it's like one, one you know, saying. So you're saying like one powerful entity will step into the area, and that's kind right. of just push off all the rest.
5: Yeah, and you can usually you can usually tell when that's coming through because you start getting smells of excrements, excrement, urine. I don't know if you, we use the phrase "wet dog," the smell really? of a wet dog is really strong. Huh. That, that usually comes through for about half an hour, then it just disappears.
0: I thought I'd read something about, um, and, and I could be wrong because I, I am looking at my notes, I just couldn't find it because I remember it, but something like uh, there was an entity, was it named Fred, something like that?
5: <laughs> Fred, yeah, that's, yes. what, that's what the family called. Uh, the first name that, that picked up for him in the late 60s was Mr. Nobody. Uh, then Mr. Nobody uh, turned into Fred. Um, the only historical record I can get for any Fred being related to Pontefract was uh, a Frederick. In its Italian name, it was Ung uh, uh, at York. Um, ung, and quartered at York, but he did live, live in living Pontefract. So mm-hmm. uh, whether Fred and Frederick are the same same thing, I don't know. But it's it is a connection to Pontefract.
4: Hmm.
5: Um, we the the main the main spirit that's always in the house is. The, the, the named him Michael, the Father Michael, because he was allegedly a monk. We've him on EVP, saying he's not actually, he's actually brother Michael, but he doesn't relate to being a, a man of the clergy. Is is a sibling, mean brother, meaning sibling. And he, he's Michael is always in in the house. Spirit mm-hmm. of Michael is always there.
0: Now, have you guys tested? Like, I know you 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 bring in like equipment. And uh, have you have you tried testing using, like, a Ouija board or...?
5: No, uh, I wouldn't use a Ouija board in my property. Okay. Uh, and
0: and wh- why would that be?
5: I think it's too dangerous. I think it's yeah. Too dangerous. I think how I've told people what the house is people go in and maybe the thrill-seekers over just want to experience the house. But how I describe the house now is a dormant volcano, and people peek over the edge and look into the crater. That someday that volcano is going to blow, definitely. Gotcha. the tension rising.
0: So, you, so you're saying that the by by not using the Ouija board is keeping it more subdued, somewhat. But um, would that be a correct statement, or
5: it would? But you, with, for me using a Ouija board, I think okay. in the house it would be quite dangerous.
0: Uh huh. Well
5: it's is, is so active as the house
0: but don't you feel like you know if you're going for like you know if you're trying to you know if you're using electronic equipment you know like EVPs and such like that do you th- do you not think that that's as dangerous or, or um,
5: what we've think... found, what we have found is, is is respect is a key key part yes in the house with respect I've, I've taken people in the house who, who've gone in with a, with a religious uh, view mm-hmm. and the atmosphere in the house is completely different it 's volatile it 's hostile. The responses you get in on EVPs are very aggressive. take people in that show respect mm-hmm. it's it behavior it breeds behavior i think even in, within the spirit realm mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and you you said by when you bring in someone that's religious, it kind of like turns the waters, so to speak
5: definitely, okay. definitely yeah, no, what- doubt. Uh, and the, From my own experience, people have taken in with the religious points of view and religious uh, opinions in the house. They usually, bad things have happened to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Now,
0: Now, has anything ever happened personally to you? I mean, you know, like on a physical uh, level?
5: The the worst, really, thing it did to me, I'd set a load of motion detectors upstairs one night and go Mm -hmm. constantly, just being triggered, and not only being triggered when I went upstairs, they were being turned round, it was almost as if whatever it was, was trying to turn them away to avoid detection Um, and it got to about half past eleven one evening and the motion detectors audible very loud were just constantly being triggered upstairs, so I I ran upstairs foolishly on my own uh, to try and turn them off because next door she'd got grandchildren and uh, I can just describe it as something purely black. I've never seen anything as... D- Even when I was a coal miner, I mean, I, I, know, I know total darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I can describe it, was total darkness. Started oh. descending downstairs towards me rapidly. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just pure instinct uh, from my coal mining days. It was like as though a roof were collapsing. And I just curled up in a fetal position to save myself. believe mm-hmm. my friend who was with me at the time pulled me off the stairs, it was just something huge and totally black that came wow. downstairs towards me. was mm-hmm. stopping me going upstairs.
0: Now I, I have a question in from chat from Cali Girl. Uh, she wanted to know: Did is it all religions? Like when you brought someone in religious, was it is it any religion or just certain ones? Or
5: the the main person that were coming in the house with me, that it was very hostile towards at uh, Catholic views. Okay. He wanted exorcism performing and uh, he was speaking to, to priests and and whatever, you. Uh, and he he just received total negativity in the property. The EVPs, whenever he was in, a very aggressive hostile towards him.
0: Okay. Um, there was also a question from uh, Bob, uh, my buddy Bob. Uh, you see, he said, "What do you do? Do you do anything for spiritual protection while you're in the house, like prayers, crystals, anything like that, or like before you go in and stuff?" Or
5: I, I, I usually, I usually cover myself with a prayer, uh, and when we leave, we always bid it farewell and and say another prayer. Okay. Um, I, 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 the early days, I used to take crystals in with me. Uh, mm. Protection. Uh, I don't know. If those worked. I haven't touch wood I, I haven't fetched anything back with me
0: I'll just uh, ask you that question if anything's kind of <laughs> went home with you
5: the only thing the worst things the worst thing that happened in the early days I decided to upgrade to a, um, a, a smart television you know the wifi televisions and whatever and, what have you. and it, I, I bought this new up to date television uh, it blew up within three or four days in the house I replaced mm-hmm. it with another replacement. That blew up within a week. Uh, within six weeks, I had five replacement televisions. I don't mm-hmm. know if I, I had the electrics checked in the house, and the electrics were fine. Lord. Uh, so I don't know if I had any bearing. But that's when we were first going in the house.
0: Well, I hope you had lots of money, because that's, t- <laughs> that's a lot of TVs, man.
5: I hope you get replacements, because uh, I am taking them back to the store. And- <laughs>
0: Saying, I don't know what's going on. I think, uh, a ghost broke it. So you need to give me another <laughs> one. Yeah. They I mean, look at you like you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. Um, now we, we, t- we touched on mediums and such. Um, what, what kind of experience did you have when bringing in a medium or a psychic or however you want to verbiage it? Whenever um, we've
5: taken, we've used, you, used two mediums, uh, just kept with the same two. Whenever we've taken the mediums in, we've had fantastic responses. Uh, one of the mediums Mandy Carr she held a conversation for about three quarters of an hour with what he refers to himself as brother Michael uh, mm. a good three quarters of an hour until the batteries uh, drained on the recording equipment um, total specific answers uh, details uh, details about the child murders it's saying it weren't just one child was um, seven, uh, seven ch- eight children killed uh, and seven of those were sexual uh, for sexual purposes. Really? Yeah.
0: Now, now uh, I know. Now I know a lot of things were moving through the house. You know, we have the poltergeist activity. Um, was any of that ever captured on film, video, photographs? Yes, anything right. ever? I mean,
5: the, one one of the good footages I have got is um, it's using an infrared camcorder, um, and I walked upstairs alone one night. Mm-hmm. It was a shadow, and the only way a shadow could have, could have shown itself is for, obviously, you need light for a shadow. Infrared, you've only got the infrared illuminators. And it was a shadow on the, on Phillips, what would have been Philip's bedroom wall. Mm-hmm. It stood about eight foot tall, and I actually filmed it walk towards the right, uh, to the corner of the wall, then it stopped, then it walked across the wall to the left, to the other corner. And it just sank down to where the bed is. I've got, I, I've got that on the recording. And it's just wow. a shadow. There no, no shadow could be cast. It was total darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I've got, a photograph of uh, Glenn that comes in the house with me, and he's basically just sat. It, it was a daytime visit. and okay. Random random snaps. And he's uh, sat in the living room uh, next to a pair of, I don't know if you have a, what you call them in America, the the French doors, double double glazed doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, to, to the kitchen. And when I've played the picture back, it clearly shows the shadow of a man sat at the kitchen table reading a newspaper. Really? Yeah, yeah. And That's I've, cool. Like pictures, two or three second intervals, and it's just one particular picture shows the shadow of a man reading a newspaper. All right,
0: so, so all, all i got to say is I, I, I need to get my email to you because I want to see some of this stuff.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, def, got, def, you know, I've it, got loads, it, loads of photos, loads, cool. loads of recordings. Okay. well, a lot of stuff it. out
0: on YouTube um, yep. that, I've, that I've put on. Okay. Um, all right, so we've talked about mediums. We've talked about the movements and stuff like that. And it, it seems a lot, a lot of... Um, like normally, when you have this kind of activity, you don't have a lot of visual. You know, it's more auditory. Um, even if it's like pushing, because I know one of the big things was um, uh, if you go up the stairs, getting pushed down the stairs. Is that still something that still happens? Or?
5: That's ne- I, I have never experienced that. Well, okay. I mean, from time to time, you'll you'll go in the house and you'll you'll be shook, you'll be pushed or you'll feel something like somebody's finger poke you uh, in back. But I've never had the stairs. Incidentally. I have the most active place in the house. For some reason, the staircase is the most active. But what I did find out is the main electricity supply runs through the wall up the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. So whether that has any a- anything to do with it, whether it's spirits are drawing... Because it allegedly, Fred, as we call him, used to use the electricity in the house. Gene mm-hmm. Richard constantly reported to local generating company that... The bills weren't high enough. She was using more electricity than she was actually paying for, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was using this energy. I don't know. But the stairs have a most through in the house. Um,
0: and, and like with it, like, if you if you like talk to him as Fred or use that name, do you get response back?
5: You get more responses if you refer to Brother Michael. Oh, really? Yeah. We've gone in and we've we've had i have no K2 meters all over the house, and we've, we've asked it to come forward using Fred or even Father Michael. As soon as you mention Brother Michael, K2 meters light up every time, yeah. without fail. Um, yeah. yeah. As soon as you mention Brother Michael, you get immediate responses.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I, I want, I, I, I've been ch- talking like crazy here and I want Karen to ask you a question. Um, <laughs>
2: Karen's having very, very severe audio I know. issues. Yeah, but
0: I, I don't want to hog too much, but. I I,
2: quiet. I, well, yeah. you're not, no, you're not hoggy. I haven't been able to hear anything. <laughs> and so I fe- I'm afraid if I ask anything, it's going to be something that's been asked or answered because um, my audio has been so bad. Um, but I, I. So the house, it's a house, right? And it sits on land. Is there like um, rock deposits like limestone or quartz or is there water nearby? Are there things like like that around the house that might be contributing to or amplifying well, this activity?
5: The story from the 60s and 70s, obviously, it's, it's a, it's a cloniastic monk that raped a young girl. So they hung him uh, and, and threw his body down, down a well. When I've gone back through historical records, I've got some hand-drawn maps from about 1800, and it does show a well where the property is now. The property is actually built. The two adjoining properties are actually built on top of a well.
2: Interesting.
5: A medieval well. So,
0: so you're yeah. saying that the, like, so the... Wait, so the so is built on top of the well, and within the well could possibly be the, the bodies or a body of?
5: Of the body. Body, I and mean, why I, I debunked the original story that they'd actually owned the monk and discarded his body down down a nearby well. Because if you were to discard a body down a well, you'd render that well useless, um, and obviously people working the land of Jews that well. Now, if you if you if you found if you if you got somebody that lived on the property that were guilty of killing children and to wang them an extra blow to the family would be then to discard the body down the family well that would have the well useless for that family so the family would have, have to move uh-huh. and that's what leaves happened
0: now speaking of the family, you know, since we talked about how it all started, yeah, are they? I mean, are you? Are they? Are they still around? Is that what you said? I mean, like the kids have to be older now. You know, I don't know if the, I don't know if the parents are still alive or not. But are are those original people still in the area or any not connected to the house? I know they own it, but you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, Joe Pritchard died in the house um, in early nineteen eighties. He was the oh. father. Um, Both kids, Philip and Diane, they—I mean, obviously—they're in the later years now as well. They've moved away. Gene Pritchard lives probably within 400 meters of the house, in a a retirement home. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: And and so, and you said, so you said the fathers—the one who passed away—in the house?
5: Joe Pritchard died within the house. Yes, yes.
0: Have Have you been able to contact him? Is he still in the house? Is he like one of the entities now? On, On one
5: occasion kept getting a, a a really broad Yorkshire accent coming from one certain EVPs, and uh, I, I didn't know anything about the family, and uh, it was just on certain occasions we'd get a broad Yorkshire accent uh, coming through one EVP, and I asked the lady next door, because she's lived at the next door for 30 years, mm-hmm. and she actually told me Joe Pritchard was well, very broad Yorkshire dialect, and he'd actually died in the house, yes. Mm.
2: Oh. So have you? That you said one of the family members lives very nearby. Now, have you talked to that person?
5: No, I was asked. I was asked not to buy local people um, because basically what they said was she's lived with it all her life. She just wants to be left alone now. And she, fair she's enough, an old lady now. Yeah, uh, she she continued to live in the house on on her own for many years, and, and she just learned sort have been told to to put up with it just to accept it. Um, so, no, I, I wouldn't have approached Jean Chad now. Um, just just leave it with her. Uh, look, she's, she's lived with it. Just let her uh, have a happy life now. So, mm-hmm. sort of thing.
0: so, the movie. Let's talk a little bit about when the lights went out. Yeah. Uh, since the He says it's the producer that owns the house now, is that correct?
5: It is, Bill Bungie.
0: Okay, yeah. So, I'm assuming you've seen the movie. I have, yeah. Okay, and um, uh, how do you feel it portrays the story?
5: Um, I think it portrays the story pretty well for a movie. Obviously, it's yeah. that artistic license added. Um, mm-hmm. The movie wasn't filmed in the house; it was because Gene Pritchard was living there at the time, um, and it doesn't mention uh, Philip, um, but some, the son. The movie just depicts the, the daughter, Diane. Um, we, on early days, we, we had a feeling, I don't know how it came, but we suspected um, that it was nothing really to do with Day and it was centred on Philip, um, was, was the poltergeist activity. Hmm. Uh, and when I've since, since found out from local people, that during Philip's teenage years, there was a lot of uh, unrest, unrest as, as, I can, as I can call it within the household, um, which could have triggered even more of the activity. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Philip, was going through quite a lot of problems in his teenage years.
0: Now, do you know the producer? I mean, do you know him?
5: I've spoke to to him on several occasions. Um, He invited me to have a book launch at the house uh, when when the the book was released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, But I'm in email contact with him. I spoke Mm -hmm. to him yesterday.
0: I was just curious if, like, you know, the when they were shooting the when you know, like, like you talk about this when you're shooting a place, especially if you're using the actual place where it's haunted, and you're shooting it, you know, you know, if you can stir things up just by doing investigations. I mean, by trying to reenact things that are happening or that happened in the house. I was just curious if you knew of any of the stories of anything happening to them while they were doing the movie.
5: No, what we did, we did the the cast. Had a screening of a movie when it just immediately prior to its release in the house, and mm-hmm. a lot of things started happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw like there was like special features on the movie. I got, and I think that was part of it. they went to the house and were going in the house and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah,
5: well, we, so, I mean, we 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 went in the house and we like, recreated an atmosphere from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd recorded some 19 early 1970s television shows. Uh, on the on the laptop, uh, we got some, I don't know if you'd, you'd had them in America, but we used to be Indian, like boiling the bag uh, meals that were readily available in early 1970s. So we had 1970s music played, 1970s food cooking, Wow! and we got a hell of a lot of responses.
0: Yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot of triggering, yeah.
5: Yeah, the house was just banging constantly all, all night, just bangs and movement and, and shattered shadows being filmed and what have you. But another time we went and we played cluniastic monk, monk uh songs and we had the exact same response. Just constant now, activity.
0: Now the house itself is it like is it totally empty or is there still like furniture left over and articles and stuff or
5: there's there's very few original items in the house, uh, from the pitchards. these we're one or two fittings. Um the house is fully furnished, um, when Bill Bungie bought it, it, it bought a load of 1970s furniture from local junk shops and, and mm-hmm. charity shops and uh, mm-hmm. furnished just to just put atmosphere. So it is furnished, there's beds in the house, there's settees, there's electricity, everyth- everything. It's just oh. like it, It's just like walking into a time warp. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm from the 70s, so I'd probably relate to that, you know, with all the wonderful uh, green and orange colors and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy.
5: uh, Colors and and stuff, yeah.
0: Now, did he furnish it, like, after the movie, or did he use the stuff from the movie to actually just leave it there as part of the furnishings or?
5: I don't know. That would be interesting to... Uh, have a look. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the movie again and just see everything. <laughs> oh, <he's
0: in> <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. See, you'd know I wouldn't be able to tell. So I'm just, I was yeah. just curious. Like, did you just leave it there and go, hey, you know, this kind of fits. Let's just do it. <laughs> and um, so now you say that he lets others go in there to investigate.
5: Yeah, yeah. Pe- people constantly uh, are going in the house. Mm. Uh, that's that's what's keeping it generated. Mm. Um, that's what the re- re- activity now is because people are going in. It, it, it does feed on fear.
0: Yeah. Now, do, do you, have you talked to, I mean, have you, I mean, with your book and stuff, did you, because I, I haven't read the whole book yet, but have you talked to people that have gone in there to get their experiences and? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and what what did you come away with with that?
5: So, some people go in and they come, they come away disappointed because basically they think it's, it's circus and they're going go, to go in and they're going to pay the money or whatever, go in the house, and they are going to get a performance. Um, it <laughs> doesn't work like that. Um, mm. Things happen in the house when you least expect it. Um, you, you can go in and want things to happen, and things won't happen. Mm. Just go in and sit down, and have a cup of coffee, and have a little cup, a bit of conversation away from the house, uh, just about everyday things, and that's when things start happening.
0: Yeah, that's mm. that's that's, that's you know, when you investigate. That's usually what you find when you're.
2: Yeah, the harder you try the, the less likely they the, you know, one of the things we always say is um now when we're when we're trying to get them to communicate is we're not asking you to perform or do tricks, we just want to talk to you. Yeah. Because because sometimes it does seem like it's kind of a command performance, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, that's what that's exactly. Um yeah. we, we'll get the best responses in the house is if you just sit down and just talk about everyday things your day at work or not not about the house and that's when you get you you'll play the EVPs back and that's when you're getting the people in the conversation that aren't even in the house hmm. uh, and just jo- literally joining in the conversation on one occasion We were upstairs when I told us in the house and we are upstairs in what would have been parents bedroom and It was very quiet with the house and I says to my colleague We'll have another five minutes Steve and we'll go downstairs. What do you think? And he says yeah, that's right so we'll give it five minutes, went downstairs. The following day when I have played it back, there's two people joining in conversation with us, a, a, a female and a male. And when I say, we'll give it five minutes, go downstairs, the female says, yeah, we're going to give it five minutes, and we're going to go downstairs. What do you think? And another male that wasn't in the house agrees, says, yeah, we'll go downstairs as well. Wow.
2: So I know that you say that when you when you go, it feels like home to you. Do you yeah. think that everything there is benevolent or do you think that there's something bad?
5: There's something bad. Okay. Definitely what? something bad. It's you'll you'll be getting here and you'll get you'll be in the house and you'll get lots of activity, you'll be getting shadows, you'll be capturing shadows on camera and bangings, footsteps running up and down upstairs if you're downstairs or downstairs if you're upstairs. Then just all of a sudden you'll start getting, and it's an horrendous odor. And it's, it's usually excrement, urine, or what we call a wet dog. So much so that you can't stay in that room. Yeah. It's, it's just overpowering. And when you get that, you get no activity whatsoever.
2: So there's something that comes that overpowers, because it sounds like there are spirits there that aren't bad, but yeah. something comes and overpowers them and quiets them down.
5: There's one, There's one, we call it the main player, there's one thing in the house, but when that comes, everything else disappears. We've even got it on on, on EVP, not using spirit box or anything, just, just normal audio. And on one occasion, we've got one, and it's a female voice, and she clearly says, get down, evil.
1: Oh,
5: uh, and that's one, disturbing. Yeah, then mm-hmm. another one, get me out now, easier.
2: Hmm. Wow.
5: Crystal so blue. who do
2: you think, who do you, uh, and I don't know, I'm sorry I've missed so much of the interview because my audio issues, but if so, if you've answered this, go ahead and say I already answered it. Who do you think that is, or who is that?
5: He. I don't know. The the one photograph that we did take, that unfortunately I couldn't use in the book, because of the time uh, it was a colleague that we was investigating with, he actually took the photograph. Hmm. Uh, and he asked me not to use it in the book because he fell out of investigation. Um, he, he was won one of the people that with, him with uh, religious views, um, and he were getting such bad responses. And he so much so he dropped out of the an investigation and he asked me not mm. to use the photograph. It's readily available online, um, and that sh- clearly shows um, what I can just describe as something demonic. Okay. Uh, it's available online viewers can can look at it online. It's on some of my videos on youtube um, right. sent to a priest in America who actually says we shouldn't be going in the house, and if this is what's in the house, it demands a full exorcism
0: well, uh, talking about that i mean when you when you first started doing this, you said you weren't really into the paranormal or anything you were you know you'd written other books and such yeah. and then um so, what are your views on? Um, I mean, what what? How did you feel when you first were getting into this about the paranormal versus how you feel now?
5: Well, we got a, a, a bit of an interest. I mean, I think everybody has a bit of an interest in paranormal. But originally, it was tongue in cheek. We were going to write this book um, about local hauntings. The the idea was if we went to a property and we saw something, we'd write it. If we saw some, if we didn't see anything we'd write that as well, but we'd always respect what other people's opinions or what other people have allegedly seen. Mm-hmm. Stick properties originally to view. East Drive, we came across by accident because Steve had just seen the movie and he wanted... He, East Drive were never part of the book. Um, we ventured to East Drive and accidentally stumbled upon uh, the next door neighbour who looks after the property. Um, from his first visit there, we never visited any other else. We just—it mm. just, was just so active from mm-hmm. day one. Um, I mean, a lot of times we d- I haven't just done open night stays. I've, I've done done through during day, and it's equally as active during day.
4: Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah, you don't need darkness. It's, you're getting the same responses. I suppose at night it's a bit more exciting because it's dark. <laughs> point, but, uh, it's, it's, I um, suppose. Yeah. But you can go in in the middle of a August day uh, with sunshine in, and you're going to get the same responses. Like
2: yeah, and be. I actually think that's pretty cool because you know I I like it when it's active during the day. So yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I remember one Sunday afternoon, me and a friend had gone in, and now probably daylight was giving me a bit of false bravado. So I'd, I'd, I I will against on upstairs on on the. The bed in Diane's room, uh, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fragile sort of guy. I'm, I'm quite uh, quite stocky, and I've got all my weight on the bed, and a bit of bravado. And I asked Fred at the time why he'd raped and killed the young girl, uh, and the, the immediate response was well, the bed lifted up about six inch. Uh, scared, <laughs> death, I will admit it. Yeah, it just lifted about six inches with all my weight on it, and slammed back onto the floor immediately when
0: I asked her. So, so I'm feeling that you so I'm feeling you're Alistair pretty much it. No. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that was it after that with total respect.
0: You're like, um, I believe, I believe <laughs> That's crazy. So I mean you you've written the book and it go you still go back and you, I mean it's still part of something you're still interested in even though the book's yeah, done I'm or
5: in the now right uh, doing a sequel. Uh, because I don't think it is it's not just the house. It's the old, the, the, the housing estate. It's oh. It's a long and bloody past. Um, I don't mm. know if, you, if any of your listeners know of are but Pontefract, uh, during Oliver Cromwell's days, was the strongest garrison in the country. It was no. a castle that couldn't breach it. And the area where the house is, that's where most of the cannon artillery were positioned when they when was besieging the castle. Um, in order to to try and uh, re- get some release, we the, the, I think the Royalist army in the castle actually came out and fought a, a bloody battle on East Drive, where East Drive is now. So it's got a bloody past as, as Checkerfield, and that's what the sequel is going to be about. Wow, that's cool. Did, did, a lot of people in the immediate vicinity are getting experiences in the house, out, their homes are active. Um, hell of a lot of people, and they only just start to, to, to come forward now and, and speak about it.
2: So, so I, I, I don't know if Chuck has asked you yet, but why why did you call the book "Don't Look Back in Anger"?
5: Because that's what the uh, the original the original um, story from the sixties was about this cloniac. The, the original story, specifically, is a, a monk had raped a young girl, um, and the found a ring near the girl's body um, they got this ring they identified the ring to be belonging to this cluniastic monk so they hung him and threw his body down the well in the story it wasn't this the particular monk that committed the crime it was his brother um who'd his ring on the day and that's when i first started writing i just thought it fit in because allegedly this monk had been hung for a crime he didn't commit commit
3: oh okay
5: He'd come back to haunt the property in anger.
3: Don't go
2: back in anger.
5: Got it. Yeah.
2: Cool. So, so Andy, I wish that we had like a couple more hours, although it is like barely almost six AM where you are now. So yeah. yeah. So you've you've um you know, been so generous with us and we want you to be able to go about your day. <laughs> and you. plus plus we have a show, we have to we have to wrap up our show. But um we like to give all of our guests a chance to shamelessly self-promote. So can you tell people where they can find the book, where they can find out more about you, where they can find other books of yours, all of that good stuff?
5: Yeah, if you go, the book's released. It's At the moment, it's on uh, a company called Lulu Publishing. It's on their, in their bookstore. Um, if you go on Amazon, uh, you can find it on Amazon. Yesterday, it was released on Kindle. Uh, so if you just go on Amazon Kindle or Amazon Books, don't look back in anger. If you, anybody who wants to go on YouTube, if we you just put the Black Monk of Pontiffra in, I've about 15 videos up there with showing activity in the house.
2: Well, I am thrilled it just came out on Kindle because that's how I read everything. So, yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll definitely download it. And you know what? It's only $5.35 US right yeah, now. Yeah. So... Yeah.
4: so
5: yeah. That's, tell me what you think.
2: I will. I'm looking forward to reading it. So, um... Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been, from what I've heard when my audio was working, it's been really fascinating. And I'm looking forward to reading your book.
0: Yes, yes. It's, it's been totally awesome. Cheryl, do you have his email, by the way, in case I want to get a hold of him? or we
5: yeah,
0: no, no. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because I want to get a hold of you. So, that, yeah, yeah I, it's, I, it's I been totally
5: okay, been, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: cool. Okay. All right. Definitely. Well,
2: so here's what we have to say to you. Thank you for coming on. And by golly, enjoy your day off.
0: Okay. Yes, cheers. cheers. Cheers, thank you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> You're go, welcome. Ta- go take a nap now.
5: I am going to know. Thank you. <laughs> bye, Andy. Bye, bye Andy. Bye,
2: thank bye. you. Bye. Bye. All right. Yes, it's wow. fr- starting at 4 a.m. for his interview, Andy Evans. Uh, the book is Don't Look Back in Anger, The Black Monk. of, And I can't say it. Is it Pontifract?
0: No, Ponty pontifrac. pontif-
2: pontif- Pontifract. The Black Monk of Haunt 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 Frag. Uh yep. mm-hmm. It's it's you know you heard Rick on the last show get really super excited about it, and you heard Chuck really giddy about it. It's a fascinating story, and I think that we just scratched the surface with Andy.
0: I think that's cool that he that he was he's going to be writing a sequel, and then like all the history. Of I know
2: your face yeah. your your face went all woo. It's like
0: what another more stuff, and all the other houses are haunted. What? Oh my what? god. Yeah, and, and, and Nancy was getting a hold of me early. She's like, we have to go there. I'm like, well, then I'll have to save my money
2: because okay. it's an ink. Yeah. yeah. So um, you can go wrestle the dark forces.
0: <laughs> well, I can visit Steve while I'm out there, too. I can visit Andy yeah. and Steve. That would be awesome. Yeah,
2: and you can, you can just take some holy water.
0: Dude, I'd go, I'd go there in a second, and I'd stay overnight there oh, in a second, in a heartbeat. That would be so cool.
2: Yeah, Uh, I know. Well, you don't need to stay overnight because it's, you know, daytime's good too.
0: I know. It's very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I did find him very, he's a very nice guy and he was very, uh, intelligent and he had a, there's a lot of stuff. From what I
2: heard, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful thing. I'm so sorry you missed the show, Karen.
2: Well, I know. I'm sorry I missed the show too. So, um, um, I do want to, I, I have a bone to pick with you though.
0: Me? Okay, go ahead.
2: Yes, Bob Bob in chat realized that I didn't hear much of the show, and the reason he realized that something was wrong Uh was because you said something about using psychics, and I didn't pipe in.
0: (laughs) Oh, good, Bob. Always start in trouble, Mr. Cigar Smoker.
1: (laughs) Involved.
0: Oh, well, you know, it's not my fault you had bad audio. I didn't break your audio. Uh,
2: Here's the thing. Psychics are not like a room bot. You don't use us. We're not, you know, a vacuum cleaner or a microwave oven. or.
0: I'm a psychic. You can use me, baby.
2: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, we're going right back there now. Um, So next
2: week. Go ahead. Yes, uh, next It's, week, it's yes. exciting. Is it, it's who I think it is, right, Cheryl? So I can be excited. Yes, you can, you can be yeah. super So next excited. week is Haunted Doll Holly. Oh, and right. as you know, we have been engaging in the Haunted Doll process. And I have four Haunted Dolls from Holly.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I will tell you right now that I think that there are a bunch of BS sellers on eBay of Haunted Dolls. And I don't think Holly is one of them. I think she is, is the real deal.
0: Well that's good. Well it, it, wait, now is Holly one of the ones that you bought a doll from?
2: I have four of her dolls, yeah.
0: Oh, this is gonna be cool then.
2: This is yeah. gonna, I didn't
0: know that it was oh okay, cool. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. the doll, Holly. Oh,
0: come on, we're talking about haunted dolls. We're both gonna be giddy next week.
2: <laughs> I know it's gonna be so exciting. Um I know. because as we have mentioned on this show, but for people just tuning in who've never heard the show before, um we're involved in a a research project right now with haunted dolls for an article in the magazine that we're probably going to print in in July or August. Yes.
4: Um,
2: and we've asked people that if you want to, sorry about the dog, shut up dog.
1: Yay. It's a doggy.
2: It's Mickey. He heard, he apparently heard somebody move. Um, (laughs) Now I'm having a whole different kind of audio problem. That's um, but anyway, so we're we're asking our listeners, if you feel like buying a haunted doll on eBay, mm-hmm. um, please do so. And we won't reimburse you, but we would love to hear your experiences. You can mail them to editor at net between now and uh, about the end of July, I think. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Okay. And so, there are really some quite there are some people who sell them for ridiculous prices, but there oh. are some who also sell them for ridiculous prices.
0: Wasn't that one? <laughs> wasn't that one under for like five thousand dollars or something? Remember oh my that, God, one we that, saw?
1: that
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "Buy this one." I'm like, I don't think so. I don't care if the thing st- stood up and started doing the the macarena. I wasn't going to buy it. There was no way. <laughs>
2: the way. The the most disturbing one I saw was this. um it's the a little boy doll I sent you that was like laying on his side with his legs kicked down and he had like that really like almost that Chucky evil look on his face. Yeah. And the, the gal was like, I, I mean, it was started at 99 cents, so it wasn't somebody doing $5,000. It wasn't yeah. somebody looking to make money. And she was like, I found this in my attic. It's creepy. I threw it away I, and I found it on my front porch the next morning. <laughs> there was no way I was
3: buying that one though.
0: So I have a question for Cheryl. Cheryl? Yes. Was, was the cake delicious?
3: Oh, the cake was so good I was it looked all sugary oh, and delicious sugar, yes,
0: and you had a candle and they blew did they sing to you I couldn't hear they, they
3: did singing. they sang to me and I blew out the candle. Uh, it was very uh, pixelated because I was still
2: having uh, problems at the time, but it i from what I saw it looked like it was a lovely,
3: although <laughs> albeit kind of lame chad celebration. <laughs> Yes, it was lovely. It was it was uh, not lame. It was lovely. Was
0: nice. Yeah, it's a nice thing to do. You know, it's her birthday.
3: The cake is nice. That's yeah. right. Because really, honestly, you got presents
2: and cake. Yes. Know. You know what I usually get on my birthday? What? A text. Oh,
0: a, a text. You can't <laughs> it's eat the a, text.
3: That a text. Text. <laughs> you
0: can't eat a text. That's no good. You gotta have food.
2: If well, Tanner remembers every year, and he will at <laughs> least text me. But Jim forgets about half of the time. Yeah, probably.
0: So, so Cheryl, you're like what, 21 now? Is that
3: yeah, that right. Yeah, I'm I'm 21. Okay, going on. just covering... Well, at least you can on drink 46.
0: now. 46. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still young. We're all young. You're we're
3: all young. A young That's it's,
2: right.
0: It's that Bob guy. Yeah. He's the old dude.
2: The Botox helps too. <laughs> I really, I noticed that the Botox is really working well for you. The fillers, the rest of it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I love yes. the way
0: they just stretch the skin and make it all young again
3: a facelift until you start to look like a cat. Yeah. I think I'm just going <laughs> to stay this way. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, you have, like, a, a permanent smile on your face. Check, why are you smiling? I heard, thought you were angry. Ah, oh, I am, but I just I'm
3: it's just it's furious.
0: <laughs> I'm so furious, but I can't move my damn face.
2: <laughs> so, yes, I... Could I, never, I could never have Botox because, ow.
0: Because okay. of what? Ow. Ow? Oh, M-O-V. you mean pain?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Although, speaking of pain, you want to hear something really exciting?
0: Sure.
2: I'm getting my first tattoo on Tuesday. (gasps) Tuesday. You're getting a tat? You're joining the tat
1: crew?
0: Yeah, you go, girl. What is it going to be? It's
2: a little tiny one. It's going to be a little lotus on the inside of my wrist.
0: Oh, welcome to the club.
2: Cool. Welcome
0: to the club. Cheryl, do you have tats?
2: No, I don't.
0: Well, looks like you're going to have to join a club, too.
2: I just decided that I, it, I should do it before I turn fifty, which I do this year. Because you know, doing it after you're fifty, the first one, I just feel like I would be ridiculous. So I think
0: I think <laughs> you should have like a secret paranormal underground radio tat for all of this. Nope. Just something small, you know, that you could put somewhere like you could keep it. I mean, no. What's that? the
3: keyhole? What? We could have the keyhole.
0: Yeah. Uh, ooh. Yeah, we could. That would be kind of cool, actually. Hmm. That would actually look pretty cool. I'm thinking. I'm thinking good. I'm thinking good keyhole.
3: Good to go.
2: Let's
0: do the. Keyhole.
3: I know where
2: to. You know where you put it, right next to your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow! Right <laughs> now,
2: I'm feeling a little frustrated because I missed most of the interview.
0: Well, I, I tried to. I tried it's to. Back so
2: sad. Su- I know. Back the one substance. question. The one question I did ask. Chuck's like typing like words. Yeah, in, like, like ask about <laughs> the land.
4: You Water, know, life.
2: Land, rock. <laughs> but I'm like, I oh, she said, ask him about
0: the land, and then you went, hu-h, and I went, limestone, water, you know, ask about, you know, is it because of the area, you know, and then she's going to be like, what? I'm like, come on,
2: seriously? The reason why I could hear that I was afraid to ask questions is because I was afraid that you'd already asked it. And one of the things that bothers me when I am a guest on somebody else's show is when they clearly aren't listening to me, and they either ask me the same question three times, or they ask a question that I've clearly answered in other parts of the interview. Well,
0: you're, you're lucky. I could have been mean and typed in, ask him this. It was the one I just asked him. You'd have been hey, uh, Andy.
2: <laughs> I totally would have.
0: You're like, Chuck just asked me that. And Karen be like, I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> so,
2: oh, no, I would, I would have said it live and on the air. I, I
0: would gonna, have you. some beep, beep, beep. sure we would have needed the special effects for that one, huh?
2: Yep. We mm-hmm. knew. We do. We do. No, oh, I was, Bob says I, I shouldn't get a tramp stamp. Actually, Bob, I was thinking of getting a butterfly on the small of my back just above my butt crack. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Oh! <laughs> butt crack on... Ow! That hurts.
2: What the hell is that? Was that the butt crack sound effect?
0: Oh, that was a sticking, like, I don't know, lightning or something just hit my ass. Well, which,
2: which sound effect was that, Cheryl? Zap. Zap. Was that because... Was that wait, wait, because wait, wait,
4: wait,
3: wait. Wait, was that French? Zap! <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh, zap. That's what it says on the audio file. Zap <laughs> Zap, zap, zap. zap. Oh, It says Z-I-A-A-P. Zap. Zap. <laughs> <laughs> This
0: is zap, Cheryl. It's just the way they're saying it. Oh, oh I can't just... zap. Oh, stop! <laughs> I'm
1: sorry.
0: That hurts. Knock it off.
3: Did, did Dave send you that? No, yeah. this one's in the broadcaster. Dave didn't send me this one.
0: No, I'm just going to hook my chair and she just pushes oh, the what's button. What is this? Z-apped. I get z every time.
2: Here's the thing. You've been doing this show for how long now?
0: <laughs> Karen, what are you doing? Stop that noise. God. It's my
2: tassels. Yeah, it's
0: your tassels. <laughs> We're getting your boobs around your tassels.
2: It's like swinging my tassels. Do that one again. Here, I'm gonna going to swing my tassels. tassels. Yeah, I know. just. Woo! That was exciting. We, we
0: had a very good show, and look what's happening at the end now. And the whole time I'm doing the show, I'm doing this, I'm talking, and I see Karen lift the mic, and I everything, mean, go to a different room, set her down, lift the mic, go back to another room. I'm like, you know, this is very distracting when trying to ask questions.
2: I'm sorry. I was trying to hear.
0: It's like the whole time, you know, we're going around the whole house. We're getting, like, a little tour. Yeah, a little
2: house tour. That's mm-hmm. right. We have to go. So... See, class is over.
0: Uh, Someone's at the front door. i got to go get that. No, I
2: think class is over. (laughs) That was the bell. Saved by the bell. You you people, you know what? You people who are listening to us, you have been saved by the bell. Here's the deal. (laughs) Next week, we are coming back, and we are going to be talking to Haunted Doll Holly. I'm really excited about it. Uh, So come back and listen to us. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific. 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states here on the Hazy Radio Network. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. As always, we appreciate you. Good night.
0: Love you. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something...